105 Shark Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Michael. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly, and it is messy week now. And yeah, lots going on, of course. But yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to this match on Saturday. But before we get into all of that and our special guest for this episode, uh, yes, we have revamped the Patreon and... Uh, yes, you have an opportunity to show your support with the voluntary pledges on Patreon. Uh, you know, all this takes a lot of effort and tremendous time, but we love to do it for you. We're leveling it up every single day and week, and we'd love to be able to uh, make some of those things come into fruition for you guys. But yeah, uh, definitely some shout outs to the patrons that are supporting us on the grassroots level gavin marshall jordan beck now faruqi andrew rowicki ariel acosta connor watson and elliot beaven but yes salute to you for sure that was like the longest salute but i respect it it was uh <laughs> michael just uh yeah held it up there like a like a proper soldier but uh yeah and as well we have uh, a fun uh, thing going on this weekend. Take it away, Michael. Yeah, so this Saturday, obviously, everyone knows it's the big game against Miami. Uh, AJ and I are doing a little something special at around 12 to 1 p.m. We're going to be at the tailgate in the supporter section by the reverb. Um, we're going to be bringing some games, some music, some libations. We're going to have a good time. Um, we're going to have some games that we are going to have people come and uh, try and beat us in. Uh, so if you want to feel like, you know, you can throw down some of the games that we have, come on over, show us what's, uh, what you're made of. And then, uh, we're going to also keep track of who can beat us and who can't. Um, hopefully we'll be the reigning champions. So we'll see. Um, so it's going to be a good time and patrons get, um, a couple extra things special for coming if they, uh, are able to show up. And also, don't forget, at Molly B's at halftime, we'll be meeting with a bunch of people as well. So keep an eye out for that. Um, it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm really excited. A lot of people are excited. I know people are flying into for this game uh, that are Atlanta fans. The diaspora are coming home for this. So it's going to be exciting and kind of historic in a way. You know, The best player in the world doesn't come to your stadium all the time. And this is the first time. So... You know, you kind of want to be there for it. Exactly. And it's also a homecoming for a couple of the uh, very, very important people in our history as well. Of course, with Gerardo Tata Martino and Joseph Martinez. So, yeah, it will be quite the scenes at the Benz on Saturday. So even if you can't make it to the match, which I imagine, uh, yeah, there still will be a sizable number. But, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a rumor that it might be like 74, 75,000 people that will be in the building. So, yeah, uh, LA United will make a cool probably six or seven million in that match. Uh, but, yeah, it will be hopefully, yeah, reinvested in a really good way. I'm sure somehow uh, it will be. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the news then. And, uh, yeah, we finally have the sighting of a player that has been very elusive, uh, unfortunately, visa problems and all that. But Jamal Tiare, the Senegalese striker, he has now joined the ranks for Atlanta United. Uh, on Tuesday, he uh, was officially unveiled. And uh, yeah, nice little uh, social media video. But our backup striker is now in tow. Uh, he had been training uh individually on Sunday but uh, yeah so uh, definitely very good to see him finally join and yes we don't have to maybe worry about canceling his contract because that would have been a pain in the ass but Michael you're about to say something yeah I mean like I'm just so excited to have a competent backup striker and yeah. hopefully this prevents some of the breakdown that we saw against FC Cincy when Yako was tired and just wasn't forthcoming with a goal and we really needed a striker to attack um you know at tired legs towards the end of the game to really reignite 
our offense. We just didn't have it in, you know, what we had on the bench. So now we do. It's going to be interesting. And I, I mean, I mean, you, you hope like, you know, Yako can go the whole 90 and be intense the whole time. But if that's not the case, we have an option now. Yeah, finally. And uh, yeah, it's only, yeah, a month and a half later that he, uh, you know, he was first signed as a free agent on August 1st. And yeah, took some time. But uh, yeah, he finally is an Atlanta United player. Uh, as well, an international roster slot was acquired from the Seattle Sounders uh, in exchange for $50,000 in 2024 GAM money. So, and GAM money is a little bit redundant, but yeah, in GAM. But uh, it is definitely, yeah, uh, you know, you just never have to worry about international slots, I guess. It's uh, ultimately, you know, not a big deal. But uh, as well in the press uh, on Tuesday, uh, Jamal Tiara, he spoke to the uh, media and he gave some insight, uh, according to Tyler Pilgrim, uh, yeah, that's uh, what he might bring to the team. I uh, said he uh, loves the facilities and ground and he's extremely tired from the travel and visa process and he's ready if Pineda needs him. He also mentioned that he knew the team was looking for depth and he's excited about the opportunity to integrate into a new culture, learn a new language, and be part of this Atlanta United team. And uh, said he had spoke with Muyumba and Silva a lot over the past weeks for insight. So, I mean, yeah, you know, Muyumba and Shonda Silva definitely seem like they've integrated well into the side. And yeah, I mean, some good people to speak to for sure in that regard. Um, you're digitizing a little bit uh, in terms of uh, your <laughs> your stream there, but uh, you were about to say something. Oh yeah, no, I was just you know I I was I wasn't saying anything at the in the moment, but yeah. um, I did have something I wanted to say. I thought it was very funny and and interesting seeing the juxtaposition of what Zande Silva said versus what TRA said in their interviews when asked about what did you know about Atlanta United? <laughs> Silva says, oh, everyone in Europe knows about Atlanta United. And then TRA goes, to be honest, I've never heard of Atlanta United. So I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, you have one person placating to the crowd a little bit and then you have one person probably being uh, a little bit more honest in uh, his uh, his expression there but I think it's a good thing either way uh, yeah you're still looking like uh, a mosaic painting right now uh, but we'll push on uh, you know it's kind of artsy it's uh, if if you're listening to this on the stream or on the stream on the podcast uh, you should hop over to YouTube right now because uh, well now it's now it's fixed of course commentators curse but either way anyway uh, <laughs> it was crazy looking <laughs> truly crazy looking like a like a Jackson Pollock painting or something but anyway uh, so uh, moving on from that Doug Robertson he mentioned that Atlanta United will honor Joseph Martinez during the pregame warmups Saturday and it won't be a big event. Uh, and that it will likely be safer when he retires. And that's if he starts. If he starts, he might get a, a little bit of a, a big cheer as well if he comes on later in the match. Uh, if he doesn't start, maybe it's a bit of that too. Uh, I think what will ultimately be interesting as well is if you know, Messi starts, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but yes, speaking of Jose Martinez, uh, yeah, the... Uh, man... Like, this is just feels, 100%. Jose Martinez and Miguel Miron, they played against each other uh, for their respective international clubs. Uh, of course, Venezuela and Paraguay. And, yeah, they swapped shirts after the match. Jose Martinez posted it on his IG story. And, yeah, a little part of me died when I watched that or saw that. But, uh, yeah, uh, what were you feeling when you saw that photo? Which I'm sure it's making for the rounds now. So yeah, I yeah I, I felt I guess like similarly. I, I mean I was impressed by you know a lot of different accounts were posting the picture, not just us. And everywhere there was a tremendous outpouring of support with you know 
likes, hearts, you know, retreats, follow whatever, you know, you want to call them all over the place. Just like thousands and thousands of interactions. Like that is a duo that meant so much to this team and to this city. And you can see it with even like them doing these ancillary things and having them tangentially come into the frame uh, for Atlanta United fans and just getting just a torrid deluge of love. It's crazy. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, just like everyone else, I was kind of like, oh, just the good old halcyon days remembering back. So, yeah. Exactly. Uh, nostalgia is undefeated. And uh, yeah, this is as nostalgic as it gets because it's possibly the best duo in our history thus far. Hopefully, we have some other ones that uh, yeah, chicken are and in rice tow. is pretty good duo. I know that's a pretty yeah. Oh, pulled off the uh, the Kermit uh, as well with the uh, the sip after the uh, the joke. Love it, love it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, as well, you know, hopefully Yakumakis and Tiago Amada maybe uh, can maybe make some history as well and uh, subvert maybe the expectations of this season. So, uh, but yeah, you know, either way, both of them probably, it's tough. It's tough to, to get to that level of Jose Martinez and Miguel Miron, but we shall see. Uh, but yes, uh, last bit of news, uh, technically, uh, we'll... Uh, you know, get into LA United 2 anyway. Uh, but yes, LA United 2, they were able to get a 2-1 victory over Huntsville City FC, uh, in which it was a pretty big win in, in a sense that, uh, yeah, they uh, were able to score deep into stoppage time. But uh, Macho Chol, he scored his first goal of the season for LA United 2. Jackson Conway kept the team's playoff chances alive with his sixth goal of the year. And uh, it was a dramatic one for sure. But uh, yeah, it was a slow start for them. But they were able to uh, get the dub. And also, they were named the MLS Next Pro Team of the Match Day for Match Day 26. So congratulations to LA United 2 on the ninth win of the season and second consecutive win. So uh, yeah, they will be playing Inter-Miami CF 2. Uh, on Sunday, September 17th. So a little uh, double header of Inter-Miami, as it's mostly been for, throughout the season, is the uh, the second squad plays each other after the first team squad plays. But uh, yes, so next... I think next they needed uh, to have won that um, in order to like yeah. keep playoff hopes alive or something like that. I think that's what added to the drama yeah. of that game. Indeed, and that's why they took a, a team photo in the locker room afterward as well especially against a side that's a little bit of a regional maybe rival, if you will. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely great to see LA2 still uh, in the playoff hunt. But, uh, yeah, that does it for the news. And uh, it gets us to the match preview, in which case we have a very special guest. And we're joined by Peter of Football Miami TV. Boy, you guys have had a good time as of late Pretty much undefeated, if not undefeated. And undefeated. Yeah, that Lionel Messi effect is very, very real, as we alluded to when we talked about uh, Lionel Messi playing us before. And, man, uh, how good of a time are you having it right now? Well, it's a blast down here. It's a, it's such a different experience going to games. People all of a sudden care, you know. I, I say on my show all the time that the row that me and my buddies sit on normally before Messi was empty. Maybe we don't have the best seats. I don't know. But they were it was always empty. Just us. Now, it's wall-to-wall people everywhere. It's just there's an energy inside the stadium. There's an excitement around town. Uh, you see kids uh, walking around with Messi jerseys, albeit they're, they're counterfeit. But... It's just there is a mania down here that did not exist. So, yeah, it's a super exciting time right now. Yeah, I mean, I can't lie. Uh, I'm a bit envious. I'm sure the rest of the league is a bit envious. The greatest player of all time uh, joining your club has changed the fortunes completely. And if I am uh, incorrect, please correct me. But you guys are, what, like six points away from a playoff spot? And yeah, it is yeah. pretty, uh, 
pretty pretty good in terms of the prospects that uh, you guys can maybe make this happen uh, because with Lionel Messi you are never out of a game whether he comes out in the second half or starts obviously when he starts uh, it could be embarrassment for the other club yeah but uh, yeah in terms of you know kind of how you're feeling about you know these games now like what was it before and then now like with the feeling that you know Messi just pretty much can run your entire game for you yeah but before you know you go into every game thinking you know you'd ask me what the predictions are and i'd say well is it a realistic prediction or what i really want it to be because realistically we're probably going to lose right that's what it was uh last place for a reason and you know we they but being in last place there was a reason for it because they were building something and and they were you know stashing money in every pocket they could find uh gam and tam and everything you can uh, imagine and just socking it away for for these three big players but not only those three big players and jordi alba busquets and messi but also the the U 22 initiative players that they brought in as well with avalaz um, gomez and and Farias. So, you know, an overhaul in this, you know, in this team, they were, they were just stocking away their money. So it was, you know, they, it was, they were bad for a reason, but now, now it's like, you can't count this team out ever, even if it's looking, you know, bad, even if, you know, it's kind of like the, the last game where, where, um, team scores first and you're like oh geez in the past it would have been like well it's pretty much over now it's hey even though we don't have Messi on the field and the and the kansas city game there's still that messy effect even when he's not on the field not even in the stadium not even in the country right he's raised the level of expectation and players and stuff so forth and not just him i mean look you guys are very familiar with Tata. I think he's done an outstanding job. And I think last week against Sporting Kansas City was a great show of, of what he can do, of, of Tata putting the right pieces together on the field and motivating them uh, to, to, you know, a 3-2 win. It was not an easy win against Sporting Kansas City. And I don't think it's going to be an easy win against Atlanta. But obviously, I think we're going to win. And that's, I, I guess, one of the key differences is now I can go into games being somewhat confident, not cocky, but a little bit confident. Whereas before we would go into games and it's like, well, I hope we could get a win. Yeah, it's uh, no, I, I hear you about the, uh, you know, you're just, you're very confident that you're going to get a win because it is. I mean, when you have Messi and, you know, with, now. yeah, exactly. He's going to find a way. Uh, whether it's through a free kick, whether it's through combination play, where he just, yeah, you know, links up everybody and makes everybody just that little bit better. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention another Atlanta United uh, former player in Joseph Martinez, who looks a bit revitalized, maybe not uh, to, uh, you know, kind of pre-COVID uh, kind of form, but yeah, how are you feeling about Joseph Martinez, who's gonna have a homecoming for the first time uh at atlanta yeah look i don't i don't i i kind of waved my hand at him i i don't dislike joseph but i think he plays well with messi he draws attention with which opens thing uh lanes up for messi he also plays well with messi in the small game kind of like give and goes uh basically just you know he gets the ball and he gives it back to messi and with, at the end of the day that's what messi wants give it back to me uh, he does well in those scenarios and i think he really did well in the first few games with messi but the last few games i think he's been pretty much i don't and he disappeared and i'd rather see campana up in in there and and we saw Campana getting the starting lineup again in in uh, against the Kansas City game because Martinez was on national team duty. Tata seems to favor uh, Martinez, and I don't know if it's because he's hoping to get the Atlanta United Martinez. We haven't seen a guy. Yeah, he's a little bit revitalized. I love his attitude. That's the thing is, I'm never rooting against him because he seems to be such a good guy. He seems I like him. But he's not 
you know, he's not really scoring uh, other than off some penalties and an occasional run of play uh, goal, but not a whole lot. I, I got a feeling he's going to probably start because Tata tends to start Martinez. And it, like you said, it's a homecoming, so it makes sense. But I think Campana adds more depth to this team. He plays defense. He moves all over. He adds an aerial threat that that Martinez does not. So it'll be exciting. Uh, you know, I, I think you'll see Martinez starting as long as he's, you know, not too tired from his, his international duty. But uh, um, yeah, I'm curious what the uh, how the Atlanta fans react to him in their stadium wearing pink. Does he get booed? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I, I doubt he's going to get booed, but uh, there might be a small contingent that uh, is a little bit salty for his celebration against us in Miami or in Fort Lauderdale. But uh, yeah, I think ultimately, you know, he's an LA United legend and uh, yeah, the reception is going to be warm. And he has... Yeah, and he has respect for Atlanta. I, I've seen him interviewed. He has a great respect for Atlanta. So I don't, I don't think he would go overboard in, in, in celebrating if he scores in Atlanta. But, you know, he might celebrate a little. Yeah, in which I think uh, those are probably directed towards Carlos Bocanegra and maybe Gonzalo Pineda <laughs> in terms of uh, any of the angst. Because, yeah, his relationship with the fans is top tier right. he yeah very much uh you know knows that the city of atlanta uh propped him up and he yeah funnily enough you know called this his barcelona his real madrid and uh you know ends up playing with Lionel messi this uh this timeline at this least for is barcelona yeah this is barcelona and this timeline for me uh absolutely Down here it's barcelona we got yeah. the barcelona players <laughs> you did and uh yeah it's I'm, uh, you know, it's a surreal thing still for me to see Jose Martinez with Lionel Messi, uh, you know, because let's be real, Jose Martinez is probably our best player in our history, at least uh, in terms of longevity. And so, you know, seeing him, it's like, it's basically seeing your ex with, you know, probably uh, a supermodel. And it's like, man, that, that yeah, sucks. <laughs> And, and you guys are still paying for the majority of his, his salary. Yeah. Yeah. That's the real kicker. The, the interesting thing to me is Tata keeps playing Martinez, and I keep saying, why play him? I mean, obviously, you're trying to win now, and if you feel like he's your best option, I get it. Yeah. But I don't see him back here next year. He's making $4 million which you guys are paying for the majority of that. I don't know how much the we are versus... Atlanta, but we're getting him on a massive discount down here. And he has not done enough to deliver a $4 million paycheck down here in Fort Lauderdale or Miami, wherever, you know, I, I, unless he's willing to take a massive pay cut for the honor of continuing to play with Messi next year. I don't understand why, you know, I think, you know, you, you, you play the guy that's going to be with the team long, long term. I, I just, I don't, I'm curious where Martinez is next year because he's too expensive for us. And, and we're not going to use a designate, designated player slot on him, you know, because assuming that next year that there may be some rule changes and there's a fourth DP, they're not going to use it on him. They're going to use it on Suarez or Griezmann or any of the other internationals that are rumored to come to South Florida. It's not going to be on Joseph Martinez. So if, unless he's willing to come in on a TAM deal, you know, I'm curious where his future lies. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, whether he stays in the league or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, the money that he's on. Yeah, I don't think you feel like he's getting the bang for the buck for you guys, and I think it's fair. I mean, he, uh, yeah, hasn't given you guys that return on investment yet, even though it's at a truncated cost, well, and we are paying for it. But we got in return on our investment, <laughs> not, not not the four million. You guys are paying what three, and we're paying maybe one something right. like that. And uh, yeah, for him to score against us, uh, yeah, that that, and then. But us basically crash out of the League's Cup, uh, you know, largely in part due to that scoreline. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to swallow for sure. But 
yeah, let, let's get to this match, though. And in terms of the plausibility of Lionel Messi starting, obviously, he didn't play against Bolivia. Mm. And, uh, yeah, maybe that was uh, a little kind of wink to basically Lionel Messi, uh, you know, with you guys. Maybe it's that uh, kind of, you know, them realizing, okay, yeah, you know, Lionel Messi, he has been fatiguing a little bit. He... Uh, even called himself to uh, be taken off in one of the matches. Uh, and so it was, you know, I, I think it makes sense that there is maybe some trepidation, but all indications are that he will play on the turf, and that does not seem to be an issue. But do you think Lionel Messi starts? No, I think he comes off the bench in the set half but i i don't know it really it seems like with tata is like what messi wants messi gets so if messi comes in and says i want to start then he'll start but i feel like he's probably coming off on the bench in the second half let the you know you guys might be up a goal for example and and then he comes in and and, and helps score you know whether it's scoring or assisting two goals or something to that effect um you know he's 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 showing fatigue he obviously didn't play in that last game against bolivia um but i do wonder how do you get fatigued when you are just walking the entire field he is the modern day valderrama uh valderrama from the from the mls 1.0 who would who would walk the pitch better than anybody you've ever seen messi is just that next level of that um, obviously a better player but still walks the pitch like it's like it's nobody's business but yet somehow magically is always in the right place and and you know it's just like i because valderama played down here with the miami fusion so i remember going to see him and 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 he just looked like this lazy player but then he would take two three quick steps and he'd be in the right place and make the perfect pass and so messi is uh you know a better version of that and so it makes me want how do you get how do you get you know tired and 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 worn out from walking a lot but I don't yeah know. i mean uh, yeah he, he is epic in terms of uh, his ability to you know his positional awareness and uh yes. you know the ability to be in the right place at the right time uh and th that's what it is i mean i, I think uh, obviously you guys had had some uh, some fixtures that came thick and fast and you know every three days i mean yeah this this pace continue yeah, and this this pace is gonna be uh, tough on most players, especially you know at his age. So yeah, there might be a little bit of that type of uh, you know NBA type of uh, you know uh, making sure some some players get some uh, some rest in some key games and uh, you know have the the players come on at certain strategic moments. So you know I, I think it's it's definitely it makes sense to me. But, uh, yeah, on the day-to-day, -day, I'm sure, yeah, you guys want to see him as many minutes as possible. And, but, yeah, go ahead. Give yeah, and I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious. You know, every stadium that Inter Miami travels to, it's a little bit different. You know, you go to New York, and it's a very pro-Miami crowd. Or New Jersey. You go to L.A., and they, they hold strong. It's mostly L.A., but there was a lot of pink. I'm curious in what the reaction is. How many Argentinians are in Atlanta that are going to become inner Miami fans for that day? And if he does not start, you know, you know, they spent I, I imagine the the resale prices. I haven't looked it up, but I'm curious. Um, you know, the resale prices I know in L.A. were astronomical and in, in, in FC in Dallas, they were around four hundred, five hundred dollar range. I'm curious what they are in Atlanta. But if he does not start, uh, you know, what does the crowd sound like? How much of the crowd is a pro messy crowd and so forth? But I would prefer to see him come in in the second half. And my thought is, you know, um, especially if he's tired, let, wait, let's wait till Atlanta's a little bit tired and let him come in in the second half. Uh, Farias is a is some people think Farias is our one of our U22 initiative players. They think some people think it, he is the future Messi, not to that level. But I mean, for Inter Miami, that when when Messi uh, retires, that this kid kind of is is in the the kind of molding phase right now. We're molding you into something that you're going to become. And he shows some promise of being an attacking midfielder. Let him start the game and then let Messi come in on the second half and and just uh, you know, hopefully some 
he'll get fouled and he does a couple magnificent free you know free kicks or something you know yeah he makes everybody better around him yeah definitely and yeah uh hopefully not uh i what you're prognosticating sounds like a nightmare uh, to a degree, but uh, in terms of uh, yeah, answering your question, I mean, we played you guys before, right? So yeah, and but that was an idea. yeah, that was at, at you guys' house. Uh, I think it's a little bit different at our place, but obviously, yeah, it's still as tough of an assignment as it gets. And yeah, it will be so, interesting but, how pro crowd. What do you think? How, what do you think? How big of a uh, of a pro Miami crowd, do you think will be? I mean, Atlanta's got an amazing support. So, w- how many pink shirts do you think will be in that stadium, like percentage-wise? Yeah, I mean, I think there will be a, a sizable percentage. Uh, you know, not to say too much. I think I would say, but I think it'd be about like 30, 40, uh, maybe. And uh, because yeah, there's that's a pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty big uh, Argentinian contingent here. Uh, there you and, go. You know, there is that aspect. I mean, you don't even have to be Argentinian. I think there's just, a, you know, if you're uh, a fan of football in the past, you know, decade, I think there is uh, a two-out effect. You're going to be at least maybe uh, maybe wearing half and half or at least uh, a messy kit underneath the Atlanta United kit. And so it is going to be... rip it off. Exactly. Depending on who wins. Who exactly. Wins. Yeah, like wh- whomever I scores or wins. Yeah. In the Dallas game, there was there, there was uh, some vlogger, I don't remember his name, some vlogger that was doing it, and there was a guy standing next to him that did that exact thing. He was wearing an FC Dallas shirt, and then as soon as uh, Inter Miami wins, he rips off that Dallas shirt, and guess what's being below? Nice, bright pink shirt. Right. And uh, either that or, uh, you know, a Barcelona shirt or, uh, you know, maybe PSG. Who knows? Either way... Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that Atlanta United, the support, um, can put that aside and really try to, yeah, maybe embarrass you guys because this nobody has yet. It and <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. It won't here, here. Let me take it down a notch from you know. <laughs> I I I, I never want to come across cocky. I am more mm-hmm. confident than ever before. I've talked to mm-hmm. some uh, sh- you know shows and channels uh, from from other cities, and sometimes the guys are very extremely cocky about their teams. I'm not. If Atlanta's a tough game, you guys have, have, have you know are, are better than you were in the Leeds Cup. I get that. You're you're a hot, ahead of us in the standings. We're the hot team right now. We're probably the best team in the league now we're the hottest team in the league for sure but to lose to atlanta i don't think would be an embarrassment i mean we still can make the playoffs with a a couple losses we have to win most of them Mm -hmm. but if we were to lose to atlanta i do not think it's an embarrassment Mm -hmm. you guys are still a quality team but i still think we come out with a victory Mm -hmm. Um, but i don't think it would be an embarrassment now of course if you beat us like for nothing now well well then it's then then maybe it's embarrassing right and that's what i'm hoping for unfortunately uh for you guys but it's uh, <laughs> you know that's just one of those things like you you know you see the the team that's doing the best and you want to see how your team does against that type of uh level and so uh this will be a very good marker i think uh you know kind of a a playoff uh test a little bit to a degree of uh you know testing the metal and seeing where we're truly Every at. game against Center Miami right now, I think, is a playoff. Like, not only for us, but for the cities that we go to. I mean, it is a cash cow for every city we go to. Every city uh, is, is, is raising their level, you know, because, look, it, I, I heard people saying that the, the LAFC game um, versus Center Miami felt like a bigger deal than the MLS Cup. So the media hype and what have you around things like that. So going into every city, we're going to face the best version of your teams in every city because we, we've got the target on our back as if we're a champion, which we're not. I mean, well, sort of, but uh, not in MLS. Um, we still got to claw our way up. But we're going to face the, you know, everybody wants to take down uh the hot shot team and and also so many so many uh clubs so many cities around um, around mls are hating on miami for for obvious reasons one where we were caught cheating 
and now people think like we 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 broke the rules for bringing in Messi, Busquets, and Jordi Alba. You know, how do you do all that and then still bring in some hot young talent? Obviously, uh, ML, I've always said this. We got caught cheating the first, you know, year. Um, that's because we didn't let MLS know what we were doing. As long as you clue MLS in and they're in on the cheat, it's okay. The fix can be in. You can, you, they can, they're going to bend whatever rules they need to do to make Messi happen. And, and I know some, some cities around the league feel like, um, you know, rules were broken and 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 your or bent for inter miami but look i it was it was brought up uh, i think on um one of the mls podcasts the official one that they do extra time that if he wanted to go to columbus you know what the rules would have been bent to go to columbus if he wherever Messi wanted to go the rules were going to be bent and 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 they may be bent even more next year with more flexible rules which just benefits a whole league but what i think inter miami is is shown the rest of the league is is maybe not is is how to work within the rules if we did you know uh or at least have mls bend them for you what have you but uh long long way around to say the targets on our back every game we're going to get the best version of every team in every city right in which case i feel like uh in the league's cup you actually got you guys didn't get our best version we had probably too many players that were a little yeah. starstruck and very much just let you guys waltz right in and uh i think you don't think that's gonna happen again and i think it's gonna be a little bit different because i think the uh the new players are not as starstruck they're not as argentinian as uh santiago sosa was uh who really pretty much just uh yeah he he didn't even want to foul Lionel messi like in that match we didn't foul him once so I think he's gonna feel it a lot more this time, uh, and it, hopefully a lot more. Discreetly. I don't know. You don't have to be Argentinian to be starstruck. I mean, you, I'm sure you saw the pictures of Dax McCarty where, uh, holding yeah. up the the shirt after we played Nashville. He got the Messi jersey, and he got he got you know raked over the coals a little bit because he said, "Hey, At it wasn't a total loss," right. and he's holding up the shirt of Messi. Um, so you don't have to be Argentinian to be starstruck. It's true, but I think when you're uh, clearly a kid in Argentina that's uh, obviously had his poster and, uh, you know, didn't even, like, pretty much touch him in the match, I think it's it's one of those things, like, yeah, it's uh, very much... Santiago Sosa won't probably see a minute on this pitch um, when Lionel Messi is, uh, is on the pitch because... I think that was pretty egregious, but uh, it is also this. It's the uh, the refs as well. Uh, they're uh, what's what's your feeling? Like, are you guys getting a little bit of the benefit of the call? No. Okay. Okay. No. Definitive. And I thought we would. I don't think mm -hmm. so. And, mm -hmm. You know, I, I guess it all depends on how, on how you're watching the game, right? Because uh, I'm clearly a homer, and you're a homer probably for for uh, Atlanta. Yeah. But um i don't think i you know i don't think we're getting the jordan rule you know that anybody that breathes on messi is getting getting a, a foul or a card or what have you i don't think we're getting that I, some players have uh definitely challenged him and tackled him and gotten in his face uh philadelphia got in his face quite a bit and got away with a lot of it so i i don't think we're getting any kind of like jordan rule um with messi i think it's been pretty fair but then maybe I have, you know, the rose-colored glasses. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I I might not fully agree, but uh, I, I won't fight you there. But uh, <laughs> but it is. I mean, it... well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes against Atlanta, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, usually refs that are a little maybe I would say they don't have control of the game. They will definitely hear about it at the bends for sure. In which case, as well, uh, there's hearsay that's probably going to be around 74, 75,000 uh, people probably attending. And yeah, so, you know, like you were saying, the club, they're going to make probably like a cool six, seven million from this match. So uh, no one's complaining in the, uh, the monetary sense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think also for you, you guys, um, you know, in terms of that attention 
from Lionel Messi. Like, I would be remiss if I if I don't ask. Like, what's been that attention like? Uh, you know, when of course, yeah, it's like the best player ever has come to your team, and yeah, what's the uh, what, how does it feel right now? Like being a content creator. Yeah, I mean, there's no shortage of content, right? So it's great. Uh, just um, or more, several thousand more than what you may have gotten before. So, and and there's so many more content creators that have popped up out of nowhere just because <laughs> Messi is here. So, but it is, it's just, yeah, like I said earlier, it's super exciting. It's fun. It feels rewarding. Like you know, we 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 were covering this team before it was a team. We, we had a channel, we had a, you know, before there was a team. And so um, it's it's super exciting. There's a ton of content to, to talk about. There's never a shortage. So yeah, it's, it's a fun ride. But by the way, I was curious. I, I just pulled up Atlanta United versus Inter Miami game on Ticketmaster. Your, your, um, the tickets for, because of probably it's a bigger stadium are way more reasonable than they were in say, LA. LA, I think the cheapest ticket was somewhere in the $800 range. Right now, I can get Section 348 for $109. So, but mm. that probably would normally be what, like a $30 ticket? Yeah, so probably. Yeah. It's a little bit more reasonable to, to go to see uh, the Atlanta game, but it's probably just because you have 75,000 seats. For sure. And, but that is still three times as much as uh, what it normally right. costs. So, right. you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you have like pretty decent seats, anything around the touchline, anything uh, around midfield, it's probably in the thousands. So uh, yeah, you know, Let's either way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's uh, definitely curious. I haven't looked because uh, I have season tickets and I didn't sell mine because right. I am gonna watch Lionel Messi play against my club. So it's it's one of those uh, you know once in a lifetime things. Unless yeah, you know, he plays with your club. In which case it's uh... yeah so i've got i've got seats on the uh right around right around the player tunnel entrance but but near the top of that uh, for a thousand dollars for a thousand dollars yeah so that checks out uh which yeah it normally probably would be about 300 so yeah uh it makes a whole lot of sense but yeah but before uh we let you go let's get a score prediction what is the score line for saturday uh, let's say, uh, might go with a similar score that we had against Kansas City, and that'd be a 3-2. Um, we do sometimes, you know, our defense has gotten much better this year than, than it has been in the, uh, in the past. Um, you know, Miller has looked really good. This kid, Avalos, is coming in and, and playing well. Uh, plus, we should have... Kristoff uh, back from his international duty. So, it's a decent defense, and... and and look, Drake Callender, assuming he's going to be back in time, I, I, I assume all these players should be back in time. He is the hero. We're, we talk about Messi nonstop, but really, I think the hero of this season is Drake Callender, our goalkeeper, because we could have, uh, you know, given up five or six goals in some of these games and, and lost, you know, three to six, right? Mm. Right. Um, so... While our defense, the problem is our defense, our, 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 our Jordi Alba and Yedlin, they like to push up, up so far that they're considered defenders, but they play more like midfielders, uh, you know, so then they have to track back and we're, we're really susceptible to a counterattack. So I'm going to go 3-2. Three, three, uh, we win three, three goals to two. Okay, okay. So... Yeah, uh, hopefully that is not the case, but man, that uh, will bring entertainment for sure. And uh, I think at the very least, most people will not go home unhappy if uh, yeah they saw maybe a, a certain Argentinian score. Hopefully it's more Tiago Almada, but... Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Peter, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, it's always a pleasure. But uh, I would say good luck to you guys beyond this. But, yes, not good luck to you guys in this match. But, uh, yes, thank you so much, man. Yeah, my pleasure. It's a lot of fun, as always. All right. So that was Peter Brown of Football Miami TV. 
and we'll have our preview right now in terms of what we think will happen uh, as we didn't get into the specifics for us but yeah you know 5 p.m on saturday at the Benz, and yeah la united we definitely we're, we're sitting in a better playoff spot than inner miami uh but inner miami yeah like i mentioned with peter brown yeah they are undefeated and uh in terms of the uh, messy era anyway and yeah they are barreling their way towards a possible playoff spot in which they don't necessarily have to win every single match but I think for us we absolutely want to get some retribution for the league's cup embarrassment and what better way to do it at the bends where we have hopefully <laughs> A majority contingent rooting for LA United, but uh, like I mentioned against uh, or uh, with Peter, that's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm anticipating like 30 40 percent maybe uh, either inner Miami fans there or closet inner Miami fans, slash very loud, you know, messy fans. So, uh, yeah, maybe some people that are wearing their messy shirts underneath an LA United kit. But uh, either way, I imagine it might not be like Cruz Azul levels or Club America type of, uh, you know, 50-50, but that's pretty strong contingent, I anticipate. What do you anticipate? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always rough being a team so new. Uh, 2017, when we came onto the block, everyone had already had their personal soccer teams that they've grown up with. That they've watched for years their favorite players um way before land united ever came onto the scene so you're always gonna have that competing in some way uh when they come to town uh against land united in terms of fans so you know you see that with the mexican teams that come you can see it with some of the big teams from europe that come over here um you know, a lot of people take off their Atlanta United jersey and then they have the other jersey underneath because, you know, that was their team before Atlanta United ever appeared. Um, so it's hard. And then Messi is just a big, like, I mean, he's like most people's favorite player. So, <laughs> like, it's very, it's not unreasonable for people to like Messi. And then he happens to just wind up in a regional rival out of nowhere. So, like, you... It's hard for me to fault people to be like, yeah, you know that guy that has, you know, revolutionized football has been the GOAT and has been, you know, your guy on your team in Spain and the Champions League for so many years that you've watched and then you became a Lane United fan and then he shows up. Like, I get the split. I get the, you know, the the cognitive dissonance. I understand it. Um, so, like, I can't fault these people. The Miami fans in particular, I mean, like, they're not, there's not a lot of them and they're not going to be, like, loud and crazy around but it, they're going to be Messi fans. I would have wagered there's probably going to be more Argentina jerseys than there would be Miami jerseys. So that's what I would say about... Um, I mean, it, it's always tough when you have a team that's a new like Lane United when it comes to that stuff. For sure. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be very, very interesting what the, the atmosphere is going to be like. Especially if he scores, it might be a little bit more... Uh, like more than 50 50 of people that are actually cheering and uh yeah usually it's like very ho-hum and like you know there's not really a lot of uh fanfare for when the opposite team scores there's no fireworks there's no... yeah i mean it's gonna be i think it'll be Two loud players. yeah it'll just be loud but Joseph uh, martinez and messi if they yeah. both if they either one of them scores this place is gonna light up regardless yeah and uh, I have a feeling less so with Jose Martinez, but yeah, uh, because especially if he celebrates, uh, yeah, I think there might be some salty, salty people. But, uh, but yeah, and in terms of uh, yeah, LA United in this match, I mean, I think we'll definitely see a different team, of course, uh, than when we played them in League's Cup, and you know, we're definitely in much better form, uh, albeit not the glowing form that we want to be but i think uh this team will be much more up for it to hopefully find that revenge that is needed here because yeah we uh like we mentioned during some of the 
live streams post match. That uh, yeah, we we didn't foul him at all uh, during the League's Cup match. Like it was one of those things where uh, yeah, you know Santiago Sosa probably got a little too starry eyed. He got a little uh, you know into dreamland in his uh, his bedroom where you know he's. Uh, dreaming of playing maybe with Lionel Messi, and this time he was playing against Lionel Messi, and yeah, you know, he just let him ghost into a bunch of space. So uh, I don't think we'll see Santiago Sosa in this match, maybe against Lionel Messi anyway, but uh, I think, you know, there might be some players that get stuck in. Do you feel like there there is a player that will, uh, you know, maybe do his thing and not get the... Uh, the kind of starry-eyed thing that uh, we definitely experienced last match. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, put Lionel Messi on his ass a little bit to make sure, hey, you know, we're here. Uh, yes, even if you do get a, you know, a free kick, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we're going to make it tough for you. Hopefully so. But is there a player you feel like that would be, uh, you know, that for LA United? One of the things to look out for this game is going to be the fire and strength of Caleb Wiley. I don't think this kid is afraid of anyone in the world. Uh, he's ready to, you know, chew up and spit out basically everybody. Uh, anytime this guy gets in a duel to a challenge with someone from another team, doesn't matter who, his physicality has gone to another level. I don't know if he's just been in like the weight room like all day, but he just shoves people and really get stuck in with some of these guys and he, he's like he's not the biggest guy but like he really knows how to put his body into people and it's working these guys are getting launched and i'm loving it like this is energizing the crowd this is energizing the team you know um you know we talk about like kind of energy leaders on the the field sometimes um not like cerebral or whatever types of leaders or like you know skillful leaders or anything like that but this guy really energizes the team, gets got the, you know them back focused and um, confident when they see Kayla Wiley get stuck in and knock a guy in his butt, and the crowd goes wild. So I'm really looking forward to him making his presence known, and hopefully, if any you know people were thinking about giving Messi or Busquets space, Caleb will step in and take that space. Okay, so yeah, the youngest guy on the pitch. Uh, yeah, you know, kind of uh, showing out. That would be, I think, a, a good marker to show the rest of the guys that, uh, hey, we're not messing around. So hopefully that is the case. Uh, but yeah, that transitions nicely into what we think uh, the predicted starting 11 will look like. So let's get through the lines together then. Uh, Braguzan, obviously, between the sticks. But uh, who's your back line? It's Caleb Wiley on the left. Obviously, we need him because he's central to my idea that someone needs to get knocked on their butt and Caleb's the guy to do it if the other guys aren't going to do it. Um, then I have Abram, I have Robinson, and I have Lennon. Yeah. Which, yeah, is the uh, the back four that we've been going with. Uh, yeah, probably the most dynamic and, uh, yeah, allows us to play as quickly as we need to uh, because, yeah, uh, some people have been questioning, oh, why is Juanjo Parata not playing? Well, uh, yeah, I think the natural left-footedness of Luis Abram allows us to be able to uh, just play that little bit quicker. And then also, I think Abram has been a little bit, a touch more consistent defensively, uh, a little less yeah. kind of haphazard. And, uh, you know, the marking, uh, I think, is a little bit more consistent as well. Uh, than Barata as of late. So uh, definitely, I agree. That back line is uh, probably what is going to start. Now, in terms of the midfields, uh, yeah, of course, Tristan Muyamba has got to be the guy at the six, but his partner, that really is the question. Uh, we've gone with Hosatu a lot, but uh, would you start Hosatu? I think so, and I, I hate that I have to admit, because I don't really like Husetu for our team, but I, no. f like, you know, he, I, I don't know what else to do. I don't think Sajik is it. Um, I don't think Sosa is it. I don't think anyone else can really do that. 
job um, well, like so much more, so much better than Rosie, which is sad. Again, like I, I feel bad that I'm like, yeah, I feel like he's our best option, but I think unfortunately he is. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I, I'm not actively wanting to root against any of these players. I, you just have to look at like the form of these players and uh, what they've done for us. And yeah, it's just being realistic. Like most of these midfielders haven't done much for us uh, this season or in the past. And so like, yes, of the bunch, Hosetu connects well with Tristan Muyamba and uh, offers a little bit of kind of the, um, I guess, yin and yang that we're looking for in the midfield. And so, uh, yeah, I think it is going to be them too. He's going to make mistakes. He's, He's going to get exposed. I, I know it, but yeah. like, yep. what else is there? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a tough call there. And so it's, uh, yeah, that's probably what it's going to be as well. Joining them in midfield, of course, is Thiago Almada. Uh, yeah, he uh, went with the uh, Argentina U23s, of course, as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he will be back. And, yes, absolutely. It will be Argentinian versus Argentinian in Almada versus Messi. But uh, into the wings, uh, yeah, would you start... Uh, pretty much our new boys, or will you start somebody else? I, I feel like you're going to take crazy pills if you start anyone over Zonde and Saba. So, like, <laughs> I, I can't entertain an argument for, like, Derek Etienne or something like that. Or, like, Tyler Wolf, like, yeah. starting over these other players. It's just, I just don't see it. Yeah. I think that they're, you know... Per- perhaps serviceable substitutes late in the game but like it's gotta be and i really hope these guys can go 90 minutes now that would be great if they can um because if not i feel like you know you get like muscarian or something you know despite him scoring against cincinnati i think it was like i don't i don't see them really changing the game so Mm -hmm. it's gotta the job has to get done with zande and saba yeah Agreed fully. Uh, yeah, at this point, uh, you know, okay, yes, we did have an international break. Uh, will it affect their match fitness? It might. Uh, and, you know, definitely we do have some wingers that can come on later uh, to maybe run at their tired defense. But, yeah, I think you got to start Sava Lapsenitze and uh, Shonda Silva. Uh, yeah, these two uh, have shown a lot of ability on the ball and uh, against a side that likes to push up their fullbacks, I think we can pin them back a little bit more, especially at home, and uh, make life a little bit more difficult than they are intending. But uh, So, as well, uh, up top, I think the obvious, uh, yeah, Yorgos Yakomakis gets the start, and uh, yeah, I mean, he will just have to keep a little tighter, uh, maybe discipline on his uh, yellow cards a little bit and uh, yeah not get a little too out of control like he almost did last match and uh, yeah hopefully uh, yeah that will trickle into the run-in as well because yeah we need him for every single match so yeah uh, how he will reel in that uh, aggressiveness uh, I'm not sure but uh, yeah take it out on the ball do you yeah do you think (laughs) Do you think Yakumaki's can avoid a yellow card in this match? Uh, like, can he? Yes. Will he? I don't know. Do I want him to? I don't know. <laughs> like, if the yellow card he gets is, is game-changing for us, hmm. then maybe it's worth it. But hmm. I don't. I'd prefer it not. I, I'd prefer we win without him getting a yellow card. Yeah, so. of course. Yeah, and so maybe if it's not Wiley that gets uh, really stuck in, and uh, I think, yeah, it's Yakumakis who leads from the front a lot that, yeah, maybe he's the guy that puts Lionel Messi on his ass a little bit. Preferably be a little I, bit more I don't think, actually, but, yeah. I'm thinking about it a little bit more now. I don't think he's going to have as many opportunities to get a yellow this game as perhaps some of the earlier games because um, what we see is Yako having to do a lot more defensive work and tracking back more because he had to 
with so many yeah. um you know like gaps in our lines and stuff he had to do a lot of tracking back and then get into some awkward confrontations in the midfield which resulted in clumsy yellow cards so hopefully he just because the team is you know banging on all cylinders he can stay up front where he belongs and put his energy towards what he does best yeah hopefully so i love how optimistic we are in this uh in this preview because now we're getting into the score prediction so what do you think is gonna happen so earlier this week i did a poll on twitter I had 30 people respond to it. Would Atlanta United be able to snap Miami's win streak on Saturday? Um, or, sorry, not win streak, undefeated, undefeated streak, more accurately. Um, and 55% of people said Miami will remain unbeaten at the end of the weekend. And 45 said that we will be able to snap that undefeated streak, or unbeaten streak. So, um... The fandom is not so much on board with us being successful in that endeavor. Um, however, I mean, I just, I feel like this would be an amazing story for Atlanta United and turning a corner if we could beat this team. I was talking about on Reddit, like earlier, you know, when they, uh, when they had, uh, what was it? Yeah, when they beat uh, that other team without Messi, and everyone kind of went like, "How?" Do, yeah, it was a Sporting Kansas City. It was like, "How? How? Who is going to be the first team to beat Miami?" And I ventured the idea on Reddit, like, "Well, maybe we should make like into a competition, like a cup. Like the first team that beats Miami gets the you beat Miami trophy, <laughs> you beat Messi mm-hmm. trophy, because at this point it's seeming." pretty difficult to do um the best teams in the league weren't able to do it so it, it it's gonna happen eventually and i just feel like i it's like you know when seattle won the Concacaf champions league for like the first time in the new era it's like they were the first to do it i want atlanta to be the first to punch miami in the face and so they can't be happy with the result for the first time them being in the league and that that would just make me happy and i feel like that'd make a lot of fans happy not just from you know like a standings point of view but like a morale point of view like we're the ones who took down the giant we're the dragon slayers and i feel like that would be a awesome narrative to carry into the rest of the season the playoffs and then next season yeah so i mean uh having known very well a team that uh, went invincible uh that uh yeah that uh, is not something that i particularly want to see in terms of uh in this league because that really puts into question the quality of this league obviously so yeah hopefully we are that team now will it happen michael what's your score prediction um so i gotta go like a conservative and optimistic conservative is probably 2-1 miami but my optimistic and what i'm really hoping for and which i think we have a fair chance of getting is a 2-1 win over miami Mm, okay okay uh i'm just gonna go straight forward uh in terms of what i think will happen uh and I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. I mean, it's going to be a tough one for them. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a common scoreline for us, uh, at least before the new boys came in. But I think it's also, yeah, I mean, you know, Tata Martino knows us. He knows uh, a lot of kind of what happens at the Benz as well, having not only been here uh, for LA United, but also with Mexico. Like, it's a, it's a familiar ground for him. He... Uh, he knows how to prepare his teams to play here. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be difficult either way. Uh, and, yeah, Messi coming on uh, either from starting or, you know, starting later, uh, you know, maybe the second half or something like that. It'll be very inter- interesting. And I don't know. I, I have a feeling like there's not a victor in this match, but uh, maybe it's. Unfortunately, the moral victory of 
maybe not embarrassing ourselves against this just ridiculous side that has been assembled at Inter-Miami. And, uh, yeah, I would hope This game that is we can, crying uh, out for know, a winner. Exactly. Like, I would hope it's like a 3-0, like 4-0, like slapping up of them. But, uh, yeah, I just can't see it. Yeah, I mean, so. it, we don't want it to be like, you know, uh, what was that one Super Bowl where, like, you know, the, the one team won oh, by, yeah. like, three field goals or something like that. And that was the only yeah. – there was, like, zero touchdowns actually scored. I think it was, like, the most boring Super Bowl of all time. Like, I'd prefer <laughs> that not be the case with this. I'd prefer this to be, like, a heavyweight, blow-for-blow, you know, haymakers-only type of game. Um, and I want us to – and I want one of the teams to come out on top. I don't want it to end in a draw, even if we end up on the losing side. As long as we hit them where it hurts – a good number of times to let them know that we're here because last game they did not feel as though there was another team on the field and i really want them to to really kind of develop a little bit of respect for atlanta now yeah that's interesting that has very fascinating as a strategy uh and uh in terms of uh the feeling i mean man it's just like inter miami has reversed their fortunes that much that they are the team to beat right now and possibly if they sneak into the playoffs for MLS Cup. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's wild. Uh, who could have imagined? But, uh, yeah, that is truly the messy effect. But, uh, guys, that is the match preview. Uh, both iterations, uh, pretty much the entire episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is... Does Lionel Messi and Inter Miami make the playoffs? Let us know right now what you think will happen because, yeah, I think uh, if you can be like Nostradamus, I mean, yeah, you can uh, have that uh, that internet clout, the uh, you know the ability to say that you said either he could make it or didn't. But uh, yeah, we're looking yeah, forward to what your you mouth have to is. Say. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, before we wrap it up, yeah, just a reminder about our Patreon and, of course, the tailgate shenanigans that are going to happen this weekend, as well as the halftime meetup at the Benz. Come on down. Yeah, at Molly B. So definitely uh, say hi to us. We're looking forward to meeting you if we haven't met you, and if we have, seeing you again. But, guys, that's it for us today. One last thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, last thing, we're also looking to get to 10,000 subscribers yes. pretty soon. So please, everyone, hit that subscribe button. It helps out amazingly. Um, and like, if you like what we're doing, please think about the Patreon. We're just growing and growing, incremental steps, and things are getting better, and things are getting more fun, and we're really excited for the future of it. Indeed, indeed. So it's the road to 10,000, so join up. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Michael, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.